How's it going, guys? Welcome to the Underdog Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Cameron. I'm here today with my friend Brett. Been friends with him for uh, I don't know how long. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time. Probably like four or five years. Yeah, five years or so. Um, so Brett has, uh, Brett's got some new music out and I wanted to talk to him about that today and, uh, talk about, uh, life in general and just had a couple questions for him. So, um, so I guess, uh, first thing I could ask is we're sitting in a church office right now in yes. Rockland, California. Yeah. How did that go come about? Or, yeah, uh, man. Well, it's awesome to see you too, by the way. I'm so yeah, that nice you reached you. out. <laughs> we have such an awesome history. Um, but, uh, yeah, so... You know, it's a funny thing, like, the, uh, a lot of the time that we've known each other, too, the past five years or so, there's been this massive, like, wrestle between work and what I truly love is, um, is music and creating things and writing and all that good stuff. Um, and I'm also a, a, a Christian, so naturally there's these, there used to be all these fears that I was kind of being torn apart from, you know, I obviously had to make a living for uh, my family and myself, and but I also had this deep, deep love and um, for music and all that stuff. It, what's crazy that is that I never really intended to have a career in in church or ministry. I guess you could say church building, so right. to speak. Um, but what's what I found is that um, within kind of this season that we're in, a lot of a lot of the different arenas in my life all kind of collide. So hmm. working in a, in a church, I'm a worship director, worship leader here. And um, what's really cool is that a lot of my job is just being entangled in people's lives and building up artists to um, be connected with each other and with the Lord. And that's honestly a lot of the kind of, um, uh, that's basically my main purpose with the music I write too. And so it's just cool. I now get to kind of, I feel like I'm never actually stepping out of what I love, so it's it's more, uh, my life is a lot more seamless now um, working at a church in worship ministry because it is, it's an art form, so, cool. yeah. Then, yeah. uh, sorry, just Ding. stupid text messages. <laughs> um, it's a segue, every time you answer a question, <laughs> no. I continue to do Ding. the thing. It's a timer, yeah, yeah, you're done. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is actually a political discussion, but uh, your time is up. No, um... So I guess I could ask, um, I've seen you from when you had like older bands, mm -hmm. um, was it Catch Us If You Can? Oh, that man. was an old band. Oh, <laughs> it hurts. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so so <laughs> talk about transition maybe from that to doing like solo stuff. How is yeah. that? Is it weirder just doing by yourself or is it, I mean. Man, I think it's harder in some senses and easier in others. I, I don't know. I guess. The one thing I miss... Because um, you used to tour and stuff too, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. The one thing I miss about being in a in a band with other dudes is... Um, I definitely do miss the camaraderie that it builds. Um, I miss the family environment that is just constantly in your face. Mm -hmm. uh, rolling around um, different towns with your brothers and stuff. It's always something that I will love and look back on and enjoy. But... Um, I also did find that like just overall in the music industry music world I I found that a lot of the people that I looked up to for longevity in music um, eventually had to resort to um, to more like uh, solo mentality in terms of um, 
I think simply you just can't break up with yourself. So right. I could choose one day to stop writing music, but um, you know, in the band world, I found that like you know, one member, two members decide to make a different decision, and the entire foundation of what you um, love is shaken by that. Right. And I guess um, also like you, with every person you're adding to the band, there can be slightly different motivations or slightly different directions, which can be beautiful. That's how a lot of bands are so amazing. I personally just never had um, a sort of seamless um, vision for music with um, with my bandmates. So there's this constant like tension mm. once again, which can create beautiful things too. Right, um, right. But in my sense, I I just kind of stayed the course, and um, you know, as other people are called on to other things, I just kind of kept writing and kept doing my thing. And so it wasn't like I woke up one day and I was like, you know what, I want to do this completely by myself. Um, it's more, it's more simply what happened, and I just didn't want to stop. And I felt weird calling myself a band name, if that makes right. sense. Yeah. No, yeah. And so, um, <laughs> I think for longevity purposes, with this record anyways that I just put out, um, I just decided to staple my name on it, which was scary, because then I have nothing to hide behind at all. I can't hide behind um, my best friends who are also in the band. I can't really hide behind a band name that I can walk away from in a year or two. Um, I think I just really, through the writing process, I was like, man, this, this record is very much me, so might as well just kind of call it, um, might as well call this project, uh, what it is. <laughs> so, gotcha. yeah. yeah. I think, like, uh, I mean, there's artists I know, too, that go by, like, pseudonames or, like, yeah, you know, like, I think that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's awesome. I still think I'm that cool. Yeah. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like if you create, like, an awesome stage name for yourself, you better be cool enough to back it up. I'm just not. Yeah, so I'm about like Miller Man. Or oh my that. gosh, dude. Yeah, Miller Man, yeah. Miller Light. Like, I've heard them all, dude. Um, but yeah, I just wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to back it up. And, you know, if I was in another genre or something, I, that would actually be really fun. Maybe I can like secretly, um, I have actually had this, I probably will never do it, by the way, so don't look for this or anything. No. But just for fun, like, write this totally like off the wall random pop music and throw a name on it but no one not even my close friends would know it was me and right. just throw it out on itunes and just let it do whatever that would be so fun just to see how far yeah it would that would be that would be so fun just to like even if only five people picked it up but just to kind of have this uh this sort of side of you that's really like hidden and I don't know that does sound kind of fun but um anyways yeah just plain old <laughs> Brett Lee Miller and the only reason I threw my middle name in there is because there's other Brett Millers out there oh. doing music oh. and our Spotify's got entangled when I released a single a while back Ooh. and I was like that's my nightmare <laughs> um so people are, like listening to this kind of weird music and it's totally not me <laughs> they think it is um a Christian artist and he's like cursing I out. know right yeah it's like this chaotic like sexual like <laughs> reference uh no but yeah I just um I just kind of thought it'd be I just wanted a clear definition of who I am, and um, using my name was the easiest way to do that. So. Gotcha, man. Yeah. Um, so explain, what is the name of the... Would it be a CD? It's like seven songs? Yeah. I, or is it more than maybe? Me that. People keep asking me that. I think it's cool that I can't answer it, because I didn't really want to answer I was like, I don't... Does anyone whatever even it know is. what it is, or an LP, or a full name? I don't really know. Um... But I think technically on paper it's probably an LP or an EP. Okay. It's definitely not a full length. 
but I just I just called it a project, I guess. Because um, no, none of the actual like distributor or anything really um, asked for that info, I don't think. And if they did, I just put album. So gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're gonna ask? I think you asked what the the name of the. So record. the name I'm gonna butcher it here. Top topography. Yeah. Okay, yeah. No, I got it. Okay, um, sweet. Yeah, you did it right. Like. Um, Topography, topography, it's our, uh, I don't know which, people say it differently, but, um... So what does it mean, though? Yeah, the... so, um, in a past life, in, in a, by that <laughs> I mean, like, before all this music stuff, I, I had a couple of careers that were a little more wild than music, um, I used to be a forestry technician for the Forest Service, which is a wildland firefighter, and I also Remember did that? six years in the National Guard, um, as an infantryman. Did and, not know that. Um... Yeah, that was quite a, service, yeah. quite a journey, of course. Um, but for both of those jobs, so this is really cool. Like, um, I used to never think that any of those experiences could ever entangle with art in any form because they're just so um, opposite worlds, so I thought. But um, for both of those careers, I had to go through these really intensive um, wilderness courses, figure out how to read all different types of maps and um, how to survive with next to nothing and all that stuff, and that was my favorite part of the job, was just kind of like stepping foot in places where possibly no one had ever stepped before, or if they have, it's just a handful of people, you know, you're out in the middle of nowhere. Um, and we took this map course, and I learned about um, topogra topographic maps. Okay. Um, and um, basically, what it is, it, you've probably seen them, they, it's basically a, a view looking down at the land, and there's all these little squiggly squiggly lines kind of wrapped around everything. And for peaks, the lines get closer and closer and closer. And then for valleys, they get further and further apart. So without even looking at wilderness, you could like look at a map and tell exactly how deep or or tall mountains and valleys are. Huh. So it's this really cool. Um, this really cool way to figure out a safe means of travel, basically. Gotcha. Um, so as I started kind of creating a premise for this record, which I didn't do on purpose, I was just trying to write honestly, um, I started getting a lot of this imagery of, in my writing of wilderness, of, um, I just use a lot of organic language in my songwriting because hmm. it inspires me. And I was like, man, you know, it, at the end of the day, if, if I made a record that I could hand somebody and be like, this is this is me. This is a this this is a documentation of what's going on in here, in language that um, that is completely unique to myself. And hopefully, you can find hope in it, or maybe some of that language applies language to what you're going through too. Um, and so, the more I just started thinking about why I wanted to make this record, the more I kept seeing that imagery of like, man, this is kind of like a, a topographic map in a sense. And then when I looked up the word of Topography, it, it literally just means um, a series of features or a documentation of land. Mm. And I was like, man, that is so cool. And it perfectly encapsul encapsulates like all of the concepts of these songs are, it's, it's just a map of the human soul and what happens with it in really deep valleys and what happens with it on really tall mountains. Because in the past few years, I got married, had a baby. Um, walked away from a very secure job, was scared to death. Um, our daughter had a couple seizures early oh, on. I mean, we're ooh. talking like massive hills wow. and valleys, right? And so um, a lot of these songs were birthed from extremes, and I, I really wanted to go on a journey of 
basically conversing with the Lord of like, okay, so because I'm going through these, I don't want to just be a victim of circumstance. I want to see where's the beauty when the lights are out and where's the beauty when the lights are on. And um, that's kind of what all these songs are about is just me wrestling with where's the beauty either in good or bad seasons. So gotcha. yeah. Yeah. No, it's yeah. interesting. Yeah. So you have to, uh, you said your daughter had a seizure. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. That's nuts. Thankfully it was um, fever induced seizure and um, it wasn't anything that the scariest part of that whole process was, um, Cause she was a young age probably then too. She, yeah, she was one, she was one year old. I can't remember how far past one she was, but we had just experienced the the greatest like mountaintop of our life. And then um, right. we thought we were losing her and it was just That's scary, such a foundationally shaking moment. And we went to the ER and they're like, um, we got to get the fever down, but she's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, they ended up sending us home. And one of the last things they said was like, um, there's only really damage if this happens more than once in a day, you know, and three hours later she went to another one. And so the second one was where we were like, either A, thought we were losing her for sure, or B, thought there would at least be lasting brain damage. Um, cause her brain had just been shut down too many times in one day, wow. um, but she's fine and she's incredible and has rocked our world in the best way and um so anyways yeah wild <laughs> so how does it feel i guess like if we're on the subject of family and stuff how does it feel mm-hmm. trying to juggle work a wife a kid a young kid mind you <laughs> yeah. not, not a teenager but a like toddler. a kid and yeah. uh and also it, i guess the church having to be some mm-hmm. sort of a leader in that aspect and then yeah. you know writing too at the same like how do you do that while also like trying to write Man, Somewhat of a record. I have no idea, dude. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to do it well. Still, I feel like we're we're always trying to learn. Um, and it's funny you bring this up today because, like, even today, I I woke up just feeling so overwhelmed with mm-hmm. everything. And there are, I think, a lot of it depends on the state of my mind and heart. It, a lot of how well I'm handling these things has to do with what's how well I'm handling what's in here right and when I neglect what's going on in here I tend to handle everything poorly mm-hmm. and um yeah I think it's just been a, a long-ish season of like burning all of our fuel um towards these dreams that we have and um now we're just kind of like okay so what does health look like now mm-hmm. you know um and so that's the reality of like waking up today with anxiety and trying to figure out how to balance all this stuff. I don't have any clear answers, but I think I do have some lies that I used to believe that I don't believe anymore. Hmm. Um, and like one of those is that, um, I think I firmly used to believe, I would never admit this back in the day, but I, I used to believe that like having kids and a wife in a sense, um, was, would create a lot of friction in the dreams that I wanted to accomplish. You right. Know? Or at least make it way harder. Um, and what's cool is like, since embracing both of those things, I kind of wrote out a value system before I made this record of like, okay, so if I'm stepping back into music, um, what are some values that I want to make all my decisions through? And one thing I did feel really, um, I guess, pressed towards was that I wanted to redefine that lie I used to believe in. Um, I wanted to actually bring my family with me on the journey. Wow. And so 
when we went back to North Carolina for the month to make the record, I brought them with me, and um, it was scary. Even just the flight alone was scary with a baby. We're like flying to the other side of the country, and um, a lot of fear, a lot of um, just wondering if I made the right call. Um, but man, what I found to be true in that scenario and most scenarios is that the initial discomfort required to like bring your loved ones on the journey of pursuing your dreams, the initial burden, it is there and it's not, mm -hmm. it's not not there, it, it's there, but the richness that you experience through the process and on the other side is completely a different level than if you were to just do it by yourself. Right. So, like most things in life, there's that push through the gate and then all of a sudden you realize that what you're fighting for is actually worth it and more worth it than I could have dreamed. So. Um, I guess the main thing that I'm inspired by when I look at other musicians that I look up to and stuff, it's the people who, who don't neglect their family to pursue their dreams. And, there you go. Yeah. Um, as much as I can travel with my family to make it happen, I will bring them with me. Right. If there's real roadblocks that prevent that from happening, then that's understandable. But, um, so far, man, it's, they, they enrich in the entire process, even when it's harder to make happen, they just enrich in it. And so... Same with church, it's like I feel this massive void when they're not here, mm. you know? I feel this massive void when I'm leading worship and my family's not in the building. But they get to be here for that. And so, man, I j I'm just ridiculously blessed when I look at the arenas of my life and realize that um, I think I picked the one, two or three, like, paths that family actually is supposed to be or can be incorporated into right. you know yeah. if i worked in nine to five at um at a high rise which i'm not at all against if i but if i did that there would be this nine to five separation constantly mm -hmm. right yeah. and i've so man i so applaud people who figure out how to balance that too um i just happen to like fall into these arenas where i get to bring them along and i'm really really like grateful for that so that's cool so we're talking about family uh, your wife, in some sense, arguably, is also an artist, too. Oh, she is. She does floral completely stuff, right? Completely an artist in every sense of the word. Yeah, yeah, man. She she is. It's And she's incredible at what she does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What does she do? What does she do exactly? If you can, like... Yeah. I've seen, like, so Instagram cool. photos of it. I've seen, yeah. like, like, it looks like framework, but not, like, yeah. floral she's stuff. She's amazing. She's amazing. So she basically, like, what I say about her is, is she probably wouldn't use this statement about herself but it's so true is that she she basically just fills empty spaces with with beautiful things and um so she not only is like a floral designer but she also is kind of like um in a sense an event coordinator as well okay. um curator whatever you want to call it she basically looks at um places um events things people and she figures out how to um, sprinkle art over all of it. So she's also like a painter and she's a calligrapher. She does everything that I can't do creatively. She's incredible at. Um, so she has a, a company called Oak and Ash and basically um, that's her home base for all of her work. Interesting. Um, and lately what that's looked like is a lot of weddings and a lot of like private events. Um, she comes in and does, uh, you know, um, different floral installations, different, um, stuff like that. She, even for my listening party for the record, she, 
Um, I brought her in basically just to um, to fill this kind of empty-ish space with um, inspiring things, and she did it with uh, with living things, which is really cool, like plants and sticks, and she's just really cool. So yeah, interesting. Yep. It's got to be uh, inspiring, I guess, to have like another artist, uh, yep. like in the house. Yep. Kind of like. Dude, it's so it's so inspiring, and it's also really hard too. Um, that saying that like opposites attract is is real um, for a reason. I think like when you have two people that counterbalance each other, there's mm -hmm. a lot more um, overarching um, s stability, I guess. But with us, we are, we're both extremely creative. We both view the world through lens of feeling. Everything we view the, the world through is through lens of feeling. And um, so that can also be really hard. But the Lord is like really good to us, man. I mean, when I'm usually losing it, she's completely not. And when she's losing it, I'm usually not. And so we have, we've, we've learned that like there's, there's, uh, still balance in our life even though we both love and create the same things right um but my goodness yeah like she has inspired so much of the um songwriting that i've done just in her walking in who she truly is and um there's even a song on the record called bloom and it's i was feeling really low one day and um it was raining outside because it was like dead winter and she had a wedding coming up and I was sitting like at the window all depressed with my guitar <laughs> and just like like I had a deadline for this song and I was like I do not feel like writing anything pleasant right now mm -hmm. and um she we live in an old house so you really have to like kick the doors open so she quite literally kicked the door open <laughs> and she had this like armful of um these gorgeous like these gorgeously colored flowers and um, I kind of saw this like sacred, um, sorry, nice. I saw this like opportunity for a sacred moment in the contrast between what she was holding and what was happening outside. And I was like, where'd you get those flowers, you know? She's like, just the flower mart. And I was like, stuff like that grows right now? And she's <laughs> like, yeah. And it was this such a cool moment. Um, it's sort of writing this whole song just about how like in every season something's growing, you know? and. Um, there's beauty to be found. That's just one minute kind of testimony of what it's like to be married to her. She, um, she is a complete dreamer, and I feel like if I would have married anyone else, um, they would have long left me by now yeah. because <laughs> I we have taken chances that if other people were, were to look on paper, they would just think we were insane mm -hmm. financially, um, like situations we've made that have just made us completely scared and uncomfortable, but every one of them has paid off. The only reason any of that has happened is because I married a dreamer who understands the lens that I view the world through. Right. And we're dreaming right now of our first, like, um, together art project and what that could look like, and I'm so excited Very because cool. um, she's my number one source of inspiration for sure. Uh, so that's what it's like. It's, it's a mess, but if you were to, like, go to our house. I mean, our house is chaos right now. There's like floral clippings over here and my papers over here. Uh, like, yeah. And so with that, with that, we, we have a lot of, um, so with all the strengths, we have a lot of areas in our life that we tend to neglect because we both neglect the same things. Yeah. And so that's the downfall of marrying someone who's so much like you 
is that you both also have the same um, the same things you neglect and the same things you don't see. And so we're trying to grow in that right now. <laughs> That's yeah. interesting, man. Mm. Yeah. So would you say some of your music, I guess, is like worship music, or I guess that's a weird term to use because yeah, I had a whole, I had a whole di- like genre thing. Yeah, I had um, a huge discussion with this about somebody about like you can't, I don't know, you can't like, like you don't call a Jewish musician a totally, Jewish artist totally, or something exactly. like that. Like, so you wouldn't do the same thing with like yeah. I mean, it's weird to do it with Christian artists. Yeah. But then again, there's whole radio stations dedicated to like Christian music sure. and stuff too. Exactly. So. Oh, it's wild. It's actually right over the freeway. It's oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Um so that is such a it's a great question because I think it does it does bring a conversation to the table that needs to continue to happen. Right. Um or I guess why not like, you know, why not also like consider it like why wouldn't you write I mean you play acoustic guitar so why not an acoustic record exactly. or why not like one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, man. I think there's like every artist operating in their fullness has a specific, um, regardless if they're, if they believe in the Lord or whatever, like we're all fueled by, um, for the most part change in something, right? We see, we see the world, we see things that the world is missing, or we see things that inspire us about the world. And it's either our response to something that we love, or it's our, engagement um towards things that we we hate you know i think i feel like most artists will have something to say about one of those i'm a little bit of both definitely a little bit of both of those things um but i so when i sat down to make this record i'll just say it plainly like i i sat out to make a singer songwriter record um because it's a genre that I've always looked up to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that I uh, will always probably naturally be writing. And um, I did write a singer-songwriter record. And um, that's exactly what it is. So if you were to go listen to it right now, there very few people would be like, oh, this is a, this is a corporate worship record or a Christian record or whatever people want to call it. Um, most people probably wouldn't wouldn't think about it that way. And there have been a lot of um, non-believers, so to speak, who um, have listened to the record and have had to really dig to know that it is about, um, a lot of it's about my my faith. And, um, but I think to unpack the question a little more, like, I, I think I've seen two worlds right now. And what's funny is I'm operating in both of them as a worship leader mm-hmm. and a singer songwriter. It's, it's kind of cool. Um, it, but what I've kind of come, my conclusion right now, anyways, this might change next year or the year after is that, um, there are a lot of people on completely on both sides of the fence. There are a lot of people that, um, are doing quite well for themselves in the Christian music industry. Um, on the radio, you know, they're paying the bills well, um, they're bringing hope to believers, and maybe they're bringing hope to non-believers too, who happen to stumble into a song, um, on the radio or whatever, um, I, I can't neglect that that is happening, but I've also existed the polar opposite, where there's a lot of, um, embittered souls towards the wounds that have grown up from that, and so they're primarily writing and creating out of that space and um i i know because i've been there and um have probably there's probably a song or two on the record that's written from that place Mm. um but at the end of the day i uh 
I want to exist. I want to be able to exist right where I'm supposed to. And the, the simple term that I've come up with is that, man, it is so lazy to hate. And, and that, that's kind of where, where my mind is telling me to be right now, is mm. that hatred in my mind is just laziness. Because if I, if I look at anything in a glimpse, I could probably write about 50 things that I hate about it, but I wouldn't be able to tell you what I love about it. Right. And so I think my dream for the music that I create is um, to be a completely honest representation of of what I am perceiving and what I know or feel or think to be true. And um, what that does for me is it gives me opportunities to hopefully live and thrive in both arenas. Right. And because um, I, I don't want to say that my motivation in this record was simply missional, even though it was missional. Like my dream would be for um, a completely broken person to be able to listen to these songs and find hope in them regardless of what they believe to be true. Hmm. And maybe they'll hear my wrestle with my faith. There's two songs on the record that are about me questioning if I actually believe what I believe. Gotcha. You wouldn't really find that on on a Christian record. Um, it, but I wanted to put it on there because it was real. And it's, it's something I didn't want to pretend didn't exist, you know. And um, so I guess in a roundabout question, I don't really want to call it anything. Um, but if I could call it something, I would call it singer-songwriter because... I'm simply singing and writing exactly what's happening in my life. I, I'm not writing it with a motivation to make money on Christian radio, and I'm not writing it with the motivation of being so cool and dethroning that world. I'm just simply telling my story, right. and um, I'm hoping that the honesty in that process um, it is more what is heard and felt than anything else in it. You know. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to just hopefully I see a wasteland in the middle of in the middle road between these two these two worlds and I'm trying to fill it with something good so I can bring a new conversation to the table of hmm. like, hey, maybe they're not Satan and maybe <laughs> they're not you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. like, wait, there's there's gotta be something more to this. Um, but worship is just a heart posture to me. So um yeah, there's definitely some worship songs on this record because I'm literally talking to the Lord in almost all of them. So, right. Yeah. But I don't think that's either. Like, I mean, I don't think like being a music connoisseur, somebody doesn't mm-hmm. like play, isn't able to play music at all. But somebody mm-hmm. does it. It's like if you look at my, you know, iTunes playlist right now, I have like on one part of it Led Zeppelin and like yeah. Jay Z and stuff. But then on the other yeah. hand, I've got like worship artists too. So it's like exactly. I don't think like just as much as I think there's artists who like kind of branch between the two or whatever yeah. just, are just normal people it's You're like so I, right. I think there's also people who listen yeah. to music who are just like i like this but i also can listen to this yep. too, you know so it's like you're so right you know. and that, i think that's a cool thing too it's like man i just want to be someone who values art i right. don't i know there are people out there that are called to be critics of it and um i could never i could never do that properly i would be horrible at it but i just want to be someone who values art so if it means I gotta look a little harder into it to see what's good about it, then that's then I'll go go on that journey myself, you know. But right. um, I'm definitely not a critic, and um, I mean I probably am on the surface most of the time. But I guess I'm challenging myself to go the distance and find beauty in unexpected places, if that makes sense. No, yeah, it does. And, yeah. Um, but I'm the same as you. Like, 
when I listen to a song, the first thing that I can feel is the, um, or at least the thing I think I can feel is the songwriter's motivation. And right. If that's off, I probably won't listen to it longer than a minute. Right. But if their motivation is on, then it draws me in. Whether I agree with the genre it is or not, it still um, draws me into um, this sort of experiential listening. And I think that's always what I've wanted to write is like, I'm not good at writing songs that you'll just roll the windows down to on a summer day and dump them down, <laughs> down 101, but, um, but I want to write songs that hopefully take people into a different place and just um, force them into like diving into who they are and um, finding hope in who they are, so yeah. Very cool. How do you feel, have you ever thought about what it's going to be like when your daughter hears this stuff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or does she listen That's to it now? That's cool that okay. you asked that. That's wild. I think about that all the time. Um, I've had this conversation with a few people, um, and I guess it kind of branches off too on our like um, conversation of what genre um, did I choose to write or whatever. I something that really excites me is like if I'm really embracing honesty and courage in my songwriting, um, it should be something that I'm proud to leave behind for um, you know, my future kids, grandkids, great grandkids to listen to. Right. Um, and so I've made it, it's something I've added to my value system of songwriting and it keeps me, um, I think it's going to, anyways, keep me, um, keep me centered is that when I make a record, um, I want my great, great, great grandkids to be able to stumble across it and, and know me through that project. And mm. so with topography, the reason why I'm so proud of it is not because of any other reason other than when that happens and they listen to it, they will know exactly who I was in this season. Right. And I didn't water it down, I didn't pretty it up, I just left it. And um, I wish so badly that I had that from a distant relative um, yeah. in my family tree. And I think that would be so cool. And um, it's one of the cool things, sorry, oh, sorry. it's my wife. Um, <laughs> it's one of the cool things that I have learned to really think about a lot with songwriting as I'm writing songs. It's like, you know what? this. This literally is a way for me to permanently stamp a season into, um, regardless if only a handful of people hear it, but into history of like my family, my daughter, they'll all be able to be like, who, who, is, who was Brett Lee Miller, you know? And right. They'll have this sort of documentation and I journal a lot too, so they'll always have that, but music is just its own method of communication and um, I think about it a lot and I get really excited mm. and I would challenge any like new songwriters out there or writers, like, if you're finding the writing process a little mundane, just think about that for two seconds, that, like, your art isn't just stopping with the immediate reaction that you see ten minutes after you post it on iTunes, right. but you, if you put the conviction and thoughtfulness into your writing, um, it, and you actually think about the beauty that lies in, in a, your legacy being left behind forever, it, it challenges me to really, really, really write and not just to throw something out there, you know, mm. and write a cheesy hit or whatever that's right, going to right. be gone in 20 minutes. But, um, yeah, so I think about that all the time. It's a really cool question that you came up with because right. it really, really gets me excited about, man, when I'm long gone, people are going to be able to hear and experience my story a little bit, you know? Right. It's like <laughs> kind of like leaving an audio photograph yeah. behind almost in a weird way you, you know? nailed like, it <laughs> dude you nailed it and yeah. it really excites me to keep writing too because it's yeah, i don't know i just i love that and uh, it also keeps me writing honest too because right. i don't i don't want to leave behind someone that i'm not you know right exactly <laughs> so, yeah, yeah 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 i'm excited about it my daughter's already uh 
I don't want to put, we try really hard because we're both so creative, my wife and I. Mm -hmm. We try really hard to not assume she's going to be an artist, artist because person. <laughs> our like she'll grow up and be like, I want to be construction worker. Yeah. We'll be like, what? <laughs> um, but dude, she's already, um, so she's two. She's going to be three May 29th, which is uh, pretty soon whenever you're watching this. Mm -hmm. um, pretty soon. And um, she uh, dude, she's already writing songs. Um, I call her Princess Booberry. It's like this weird name that I've given her. Mm -hmm. And she... Uh, she got a guitar or ukulele from Grandpa for uh, for her last birthday or Christmas, sorry. And um, we heard her in the other room the other day, um, literally s singing a song about herself, and um, obviously not playing anything on guitar. She's right. trying. And then um, there's a survey there. To cap it off, it's so funny <laughs> to cap it off. Um, the next couple of days, our our cat is horribly sick right now, and uh -huh. so she's like, "This sounds horrible," but she. We think she might be like dying, and Ooh. she's in our she's in our house right now, and we're like tr trying to care for her. But <laughs> the other day, she um, she grabs her ukulele and she sits down on the floor, and no one entices, and she starts singing about it. <laughs> she, start, <laughs> she starts singing. She goes, "My cat's sick," and she's singing it, and I'm like, "This is crazy." You got future we're, Phoebe on your hands. I know. <laughs> yeah. Phoebe, dude, that's a good friend's reference. That's no, funny. Yeah. But, or, or if we replace it with a dog, we have a country hit. Oh, so there you go. That's yeah, the, yeah, any country hit. Um, <laughs> my dog's dead. Yeah. yeah, so I'm, <laughs> it's just funny um, because she is definitely constantly surrounded with creativity and to see her just naturally pouring it out is really exciting for mm. us. So, that's very know, cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but we'll, we'll see. <laughs> Some fun things to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. We'll mm. see. Um, as a music fan, any new music you've heard? that you could recommend to anyone that's not Brett Lee Dude, Miller. it's so constant. It's so unbelievably constant. Um, my gosh, bro. Such a good question. Did you hear the new Under Oath stuff? I did hear, well, the new single. Yeah. Did they put out anything else? No, it comes okay, out April 6th, single? but yeah. Yeah, I'm not one of those Christians that was super jarred by the language. <laughs> I'm just like, bro, if that's what you're feeling, then you put it out there. Uh, um, there's I a mean, lot of interesting controversy around that. But it's but... funny because, like, the um, sing it's singles never tell the whole story. If mm. you're doing it well, like, singles, singles stir an emotion, and then it gets you waiting for what's next. I think that's probably what they're doing, is right. they probably picked something to stir the pot so people are kind of slapped in the face with what's next. Right. That's my assumption is that the record's actually going to probably be pretty awesome. I hope so too. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. But, um, dude, yeah, the, the stream for me is so constant. Um, and I also listen to music or I guess even all maybe, over the board genre-wise. But um, Maybe a better question to ask would be, like, any artist that you can think of that would, like, inspire you or, like, people that you're... Yes, yes. Um, one of one of a, a massive inspiration for me um, is he's from well he was from Portland but Josh Garrels is a huge yeah okay huge yeah. Um, inspiration for me because like going back to the family piece he's almost like catered his entire um, artistic career around the idea that family doesn't have to be uh, put on the back burner you there know you go. the way he makes his records the way he even tours he just go he he goes out to these pocketed regions and then um does really short runs and then comes home and i'm like really inspired by that um basically anyone who's operating in that middle ground especially spiritually too that we were talking about earlier um 
Josh Carroll and Jean-Marc McMillan are two guys that I've always looked up to creatively. Um, there's a guy named John Lucas who I always recommend everyone to. Um, he's one of the reasons why I went to North Carolina to, um, to record because I heard a record that he put out and it was just heart-wrenchingly beautiful that I um, had to go to the same place with the same guy and make a record and uh, he's one of the reasons I went out there. Um, one one guy who gives me hope for for humanity almost every day is Ryan O'Neill. Um, he writes music under Sleeping at Last. Um, he uh, is putting out this pro this project um, hmm. of uh, are you familiar with Enneagram personality types? Um, no. So there's this beautiful like um, sort of personality thing that just came out called Enneagram, and um, basically it just it's it's this beautiful way of knowing yourself better and um he decided to go out and make a project about each personality type and so he has a song dedicated and so you literally listen to the song that's catered to the way that you view the world and it's just like mind expanding wow. and um so look definitely look that up um but anything by ryan o'neill is something that has um he deeply deeply inspires me huh. um to consistently um, write ridiculously honest music, regardless of which side of the fence I'm on, um, genre-wise, uh, beautiful. And he also scores a lot of movies, so if you're into that sort of thing, he's, he's a guy to listen to. I know Neil. Um, okay. Yes, you would love him, man. He's huh. amazing. Um, let's see who else. Um, Loud Harp is a band that I've always looked up to. Um, if you want a real authentic um moving worship experience that is untainted by the genre hmm. just look up loud harp one word don't loud put harp. any spaces and um they're they're basically just modern day psalmists and just write the most beautiful um songs out of the seasons that they go through they they inspire me to not walk away from worship a lot I, every time i hear them put on projects i'm like okay this, the real thing is still, still happening. <laughs> the real thing is still happening. That's cool. And um, so yeah, I guess that's a good kind of starter list. But yeah, Sweet, <laughs> yeah. There's so many. When you asked me that question, <laughs> I just saw a haze of names. I'm just like, who do I say? Who do I say? Who do right I say? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, who do I say? But um, anyways, yeah. Yeah, I've listened to Josh Garrels too, or at least have like I think I have one CD, maybe one or two CDs yeah. on him. But he's he's cool, man. Yeah, yeah. he's awesome. So. No, he's awesome. He's one of those guys too who like. You know, a lot of his songs, especially on his home record, I mean, if you just read the lyrics, you'd be like, oh, this is a worship record. But then all of a sudden you turn on the music and you're yeah. like put back in your seat of the, uh, out of just the sheer creativity that he puts into his songwriting and his voice is so unique and yep. um, everything. So yeah, I, I look up to that guy a lot and um, hopefully I'll get to meet him one day. We, we know some of the same people in the industry, but... Um, he recently moved away from Portland, so it might extend our <laughs> our meeting place and time. But one day, one yeah. day. Very cool, man. <laughs> yeah. So for anyone listening, it's called typo topography. Topography. Yep. Topography. T O P O G R A P H Y. It's I on. Think. And but if you just search anything that you use, so Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon, Google, whatever you want. Um, just type my full name, Brett Lee Miller, mm -hmm. and it, it'll, come, it'll come up. Yeah, don't put Brett Miller. There's a couple other guys out there that are awesome. Not knocking you. Yeah. If you're listening, you're awesome. Um, goodness. 
but yeah, Brett Lee Miller is the um, is kind of the umbrella that um, that the any of the new music that I do or have done will be under. Okay, so, cool. Yes, sweet. Yes. And we'll I'll link it too on my podcast. You guys will I'll put it down there for anybody. But yeah, yeah. Please do. Thanks, man. Thanks yeah. for uh, thanks for doing Dude, the podcast. Thanks for thinking me. of me, yeah, man. Yeah, appreciate it's it. Yeah. Honored, I'm yeah. honored. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening to the Underdog Podcast. Have a good rest of your day. See you later. Works of art.